Week one in the books. A lot of ball. A lot I was, of ball. I was fired up about it. <laughs> I, you know, we're, we're, let's keep this high level. Let's not dive into Penn State. We got all we got all evening to talk about them. But um, like, what you been up to? What you see? Hey man, college football is back. I love it. As you said, a lot of good ball, a lot of surprises. Which I mean, is only right in college football. Unpredictability is is what it's all about. And shoot, I mean, Colorado knocking number 17, TCU off, a lot of chit chatter. Dion, were they real? I think we found out. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I, lo- I love Dion's message. Mm-hmm. I love the thought process, the way he's trying to instill the proper mentality into that team. But at times I, I disagree with the with the delivery, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna be honest with you. Like now I'm like kind of a fan of the delivery. Right, right. Like I'm 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 completely on board with the delivery. And I saw some video today. Michael Irvin came and talked to him. And it's mm-hmm. like you know they everyone's waiting for them to fall in their face. Right, right. And like it's gonna be you know top news when they do. But talk about a way to start the season and kick yeah. it off like for your locker room, for your guys, for your staff. I mean, shoot, dude. And then I couldn't, I couldn't imagine being him. Like, I just got, you know, like I'm a new dad. So, like, I couldn't imagine watching my son oh, yeah, that's light amazing. it up, bringing him the whole way, mm-hmm. and then your son basically puts himself, explodes on the Heisman scene. And you see what he said about Shador wanting to play against the TCU head coach and what happened in the camp a few yeah. years back. And Shador's been waiting on this moment. Like you said, senior son, go out there, not talk about it, just do it. Yeah. yeah, I can only imagine. So that's that's a great opportunity. Um, excited to see where those guys keep going. As you said, everybody's waiting for them to fall. And I think it's it's an abrasive approach because he's he's Deion Sanders. He's bringing that same confidence that he has. Yeah. And he's giving it to those kids. And as we said before, confidence in college football take you a long way. Oh, no doubt. And then what's your thought on the rest of the top ten? Like, I I thought I thought there were some – some question marks, mm. for sure. Um, but what, like, what did you see specifically? Let's let's start down south. What about the SEC? SEC. I mean, I think they did what they had to do. It was a quiet. I, I'll say a quiet weekend. I think not a lot of rattling going down. Going down this first week for me, at least. Besides Florida, other than LSU, getting, LSU getting worked. They did get worked. Yeah, they got worked. That's a big win for Florida State. That was a big win, and I yeah. think. I don't know if Florida State was a question mark, but people were wondering, are they for real this year? Obviously only week one, but they just made a statement uh, against LSU, Brian Kelly and those guys. But they're, Scott, they're a good team. I, I think that they're going to dethrone Clemson. I think Clemson's been yeah. on a downward spin. Mm-hmm. I've said this in the past. The but this is going to make it the way the Florida State Seminoles have kind of risen from the ashes mm-hmm. quickly. I think it's going to make that that downhill slide for Clemson much more, yeah, harsh, harsh, mm. and 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 much more prevalent very quickly. Um, and then I thought Michigan looked great. They did. Um, you know, JJ, JJ did his thing, physical, top to bottom. Now, and you know, who'd they play? East Carolina. Yep. yep. So, shut up. Yeah. Um, I mean, I expected ECU to get some points on the board. At least I thought they were uh, they were a formidable opponent, and they usually have you know some type of talent somewhere receiver, running back, quarterback that can kind of compete. Yeah. That's an you know elite athleticism. 
Make but, a play. Yeah, but Michigan was was teed up, you know, doing it for hardball, free yeah. hardball. <laughs> <laughs> easy, 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 easy. <laughs> a lot of there was a lot of Michigan fans in our comments. Yeah, they were. So dude. we caught their attention at yeah, least. Yeah, I um, think so. But they look good. They did. They did. And I think I think Ohio State. You know, uh, people jumped the gun with them. Mm-hmm. I thought defensively they looked good. They were flying around, um, really good. Mm-hmm. I, I think that they were. I think they let up the fewest yards of. I think any top 10 team are really damn close. Um, and uh, offensively, I I just got to get this out there because I, yep. I think the Kyle McCord kid can play. I think this is the first year where Ohio State hasn't had a dude right. like really solidified in. And I think Ryan Day is trying to, to feel it out. But if I'm him right now, I'm rolling with McCord because I think he gives you the best chance with mm-hmm. the athletes they have on the outside to facilitate the football and then still be a decent enough threat in the run game and, and be able to kind of just get that whole system meshing. And I think that they're building. And I think that out of the three big teams mm-hmm. in the Big Ten East between, you know, Penn State, Ohio State, and, and, Michi- and uh, Michigan, they probably have the most to grow as quickly. Right. Um, but uh, I, I – I just have a ton of respect for that program. I have a ton of respect yeah. for Ryan Day. So I think yeah. they're I think they're gonna get a handle. Yeah, you have to. And like you said, it's just the first time in a while that they haven't like you said, they're kind of room to grow. Usually yeah. they're they're rather they're full of yeah. <laughs> full they're, booted week. They're, they're 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 hanging seventy yeah. on somebody. Yeah. So you know? give it time. That's a, there's no drop off, I don't believe. It's not a drop off of talent. Mm-hmm. Um like I said, I think just offensively they gotta figure a few things out. I think they will, yeah. um, but it, it, they're still Ohio State. Yeah, um, at the end of the day. At the end of the day, they're still Ohio State. And I, I said it last year, the national championship game was the Ohio State-Georgia uh, Georgia game. Yeah. Um, they they, they should have got them. So uh, that's that's been interesting. Other than that, dude, what, what's your week been like? It was good, man. I went up there to State College week one against West Virginia. It was live. Uh, it was literally like a movie scene. It's it's a full kind of ensemble of a a show up there, and it was beautiful to be back. Obviously, you know, seeing a lot of bo- our, our boys. There's a ton of guys up there. Ton of guys, and I think it's gonna keep up all season, which is fun. Good for the program. Get those alumni up there, and and as you know, it's always a good time. You go up there, um, catch up with some of the guys, and enjoy some good football. Yeah. Some good football. I've been trying to dodge this heat, dude. I went out and I walked yeah. nine holes today. <laughs> just to sweat a little bit. Yeah. You know, trying to, I'm, uh, I'm, I've, I've kind of gone on like a gym, anti-gym sabbatical. <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out ways to get my sweat down. I'm trying, I'm trying to lower my handicap. So, um, <laughs> that's what. And I, but I, I, I'm actually, I'm more of a low key guy mm. when I when I get up there. I, I think the last game I went to, you saw me there was Pittsburgh and like, yeah, 2017, 17, something 18. like that. Yeah. That was the last game I, I was up to. Um, so we're going up this weekend, nice. and we're taking my son. So it's it's going to be fun. I, I, I've always had a reason to get back. I mm. needed to be up there more, but it's even more yeah. so now with the little ones. So. Get him up there, man. Get him up there drinking the juice early. <laughs> Everyone does it. Apparently, you know, I wasn't a, I wasn't, I didn't come from the Penn State Blue Blood family, right. but, um, you know, I guess I'll fall in line. Yeah, I mean, so. as as I know your family. Even if it's not Penn State, he'll be somewhere athlete, you know, all <laughs> yeah. your brothers. How are your brothers doing right now? They're good, man. Uh, 
Brandon Brandon's done playing, but uh, at my my younger brother Adam, who caught at Clemson, he's in AAA with the White Sox, so nice. he's down in Charlotte. Uh, they're finishing up their season. I think he's got about two and a half weeks left, but he's he's been doing great. He's in his second full year in the minors, and then my youngest brother just got drafted by the Braves. Drew he pitched nice. at Virginia Tech, and he actually just got called up to Double A today to finish out oh, the shoot. finish out the year. He threw two games in Single A, but um, Hackenberg really man. well. Yeah, full of athletes. I'm proud of him, man. They. Uh, Learn from Big Bro's mistakes and um, figuring out their own path. So it's yeah, it's cool, man. It's cool. But with that, I think that's a great transition. So you're now with the pocket. We're gonna we're gonna shift this strictly Penn State focused. Um, and uh, I I, I want to start with your big weekend. You were up there. You got like you said the whole ensemble. You saw the show. We talked about the hype, the expectations. We talked about what we think that this fan base is going to continually bring uh, to the table week in, week out with all those expectations. And I thought that Penn State delivered. Um, what, are, what were your thoughts, top to bottom, game, low level, because we, mm-hmm. we're in a deep dive, yeah. but game, atmosphere, so on and so forth. Man, the atmosphere was top tier. Like we said before, you couldn't ask for a better opportunity. Night game, under the lights, week one. Yep. Kind of dodged a little bit of the heat. You know, died down a little bit, which yeah. is perfect football weather. It's always, but Penn State always seems to do that. It the does. first couple it weeks, does. it's always, <laughs> it's never a scorcher up there. Right, right. Uh, some, something about Mount Nittany or something. Yeah, man. It's, it's uh, But yeah, the weather was good. Atmosphere was great. I was up there actually with a few West Virginia buddies, and they were just amazed at how organized and... The, the tailgate, how big and organized the tailgate scene was, Hell you know, the act like, I was proud. I feel like a proud dad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> my lawn looked good, dude. <laughs> like, he just complimented my lawn. Everyone, seriously, you know, we're older now. Like, grass is up, kept. Yeah. Yeah. Streets are clean. There's put numbers on the parking spots, all that. They were amazed. Yeah. I never really looked at it like that, but I felt good about it. I was like, yeah, this is my school. I went here. <laughs> <laughs> we know what we're doing a little bit. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. And then, obviously, the game, they were enamored, you know, we were talking a little junk, and it, as we, you know, it was tight in the beginning. You expect that. You expect that. Um, but yeah, West Virginia was a great opponent, and they brought, they traveled well. Fan base traveled well, which made the atmosphere even better. Everyone was pretty cordial, as we, you know, we're good fans. So, yeah. atmosphere was beautiful. Led to a beautiful game. Bunch of guys back up. It was, it was a great, great time, and it was a great game. It was a great game. I wasn't mad at any part of that game. I was. Uh, very pleased by every second of the game, regardless of what happened. Yeah, you talk about the Letterman engagement. I was I was paying attention on on Instagram and Twitter and so on and so forth. I mean, there was you had old heads, mm. young guys, the whole the whole kit and caboodle, man. I I think that that's that's grown so much. I think even since Coach when Coach Franklin first got there, big. Um, we didn't. I mean, there were guys around, mm. but I feel like I feel like everyone's really rallied behind it. I think we. We finally, as a Letterman club, as a fan base, top to bottom, kind of know what we got here. Yeah. And, um, gonna try and take take the bull by the horns this year. So, yeah, man. It's um, like you said, it's a family reunion. It's really a family atmosphere. Spoke to a bunch of guys up there. You know, they peeped the pod like we were doing. Once again, thank you for all the love. And don't be surprised. We hit you guys up. You know, uh, come on here and talk your experience, your Penn State football experience. So. You know, we're looking for our, our old guys that we played with. Maybe we didn't play with. You know, a lot of different perspectives to bring, bring the Penn State fans that are eager for it. That's coming. That's coming. I, I think we really want to do that. Maybe bowl prep off season. 
I think that'll be fine. Mm -hmm. I think that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. So, so where do we go from here, B? You know, we, we come out, we got this marquee matchup. I think, I think we checked a lot of boxes. Um, and again, going back to that big picture we were mm. talking about, you had Ohio State. There's still some question marks. You know, Michigan checked a ton of boxes. But top to bottom, I think we were one of the few teams that any question mark that was coming into that game yep. was answered quickly. And the question marks that did came up, that have come up after the game, are things that, in my opinion, are A, very correctable, B, part of first game jitters, yeah. under the lights, mm -hmm beginning of the season i mean everyone's got fresh legs there's a whole bunch of stuff that mm. the normal fan doesn't really think about that goes right. into that um where where do we go from here we got delaware this week you know we're gonna dive into the game a little more but yeah. like i just kind of want to get your thoughts on the transition for us i mean i'd like to like i said even before we get to the game I'd like to throw it at you you know we there was a lot of talk in the media about coach franklin not necessarily naming a starter yeah during camp, and obviously we knew the two guys that were going at it. I kind of want to throw it at you to speak on your your Penn State quarterback competition, you know, camp, training camp experience, whether it was battling T. Ferg that first year or yeah. the second year and Coach Franklin's offense, new system, yeah. uh, leading up to that big game one, whether it was 2013 or 2014, you tell us, you know, give us your experience a little bit. Yeah, I think, I think 2013, and I've said this before, like mm -hmm. I was just dumb. And I was really, I knew I had a chance. Mm -hmm. So I was so hyper-focused on my job, every rep. Like, people talk about it. Mm -hmm. But once you're kind of the guy, it gets really hard not to see the big picture and think about the big picture. And, and especially with what Coach O'Brien asked me to do going into Coach Franklin's offense mm -hmm. my second year, like, trying to make things kind of mesh with what you were first taught. So my first year, I think, was easier. Um, and then, uh, my second year was, was again, there was a little more of like, just really trying to settle in and get all of the big pieces mm -hmm. together. And that's been touched on. Like there, yeah. there was a lot that was going yeah. on. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think the way that the quarterback room up there at least projects itself between Bo and Drew in terms of being on a, like a really cohesive tandem, mm -hmm. they, they want to push each other. They're not like most of these kids. I think it's probably because Bo wasn't this huge recruit. Mm -hmm. Drew was, right. but Bo is a really, really good football yeah. player. He reminds me a lot of Trace. He's he got does. a lot of <laughs> not just the number nine. Either, yeah, not either. yeah, not just the number nine. Not the way they walk. Like the way yeah. that he's just a natural competitor. Yeah. Like doesn't run from that. And a I think moxie. you see. But I think you see that in a lot of these programs nowadays, especially with the transfer portal. These kids. You know, if, if, it, if it's not their job, they're hitting it, and yeah. they're out, and they're trying to find this. And you see guys like JT Daniels that's at Rice. It's like his fifth school. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm not knocking the kid. Right. I, you know, I know him. But I'm just saying, like, I think that there's there's a benefit to sticking it out, competing. And then I think not only does that benefit you as the backup, but mm. it also benefits the starter. Right. Because you're always going to be pushed. It's, right. it's, and it's a familiar face, and it's one of those cooperation type of relationships where everyone right. understands what the deal is right, right now as it, as it is. But um, I think he's really, I think Bo specifically has really handled it like a pro, and I think Drew also has. And I think it's a testament to the way Yersich runs that room. So to, to kind of bring it all together, mm. um, 
I didn't necessarily have a ton of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's been really, really good for both yeah. those guys. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you can still speak on how important it is yeah. to have a good quarterback room. And that goes throughout the whole team. I mean, cohesiveness, the energy, the everything of the team. As much as talent matters and scheme, maybe talk about as numbers, just cohesiveness and, I don't know, you want to call it the brotherly bond. Yeah. It matters. It matters. Well, it is that brotherly mm. bond. It is the understanding of, like, we may hate each other for two hours at practice. Mm-hmm. And we, we, I mean, shoot, dude, we did. <laughs> like, we had some drop-down right. spring ball and right. training camp, like, just dog days. Like, mm-hmm. had it out, man. Um, but then the ability to flip the switch and yep. understand that the only reason we were doing that was to get each other better. We got in the locker room, and it was cool, man. We were in the cold yeah. tubs, you know, talking about it, chopping it up. So, um, I think they did a great job and happy for Bo to get a little burn there at the end of the for game. Sure. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's, that's how I see it. But um, offensively, like I said, I think they answered a ton of question marks. Drew obviously did. Um, you know, I, I kind of want you to touch on that a little mm-hmm. bit, uh, and then I'll, I'll chime in there afterwards. But I think Drew answered it. I thought our question mark of the receiver room really stepped up. I think my guy Malik McLean uh, – did a damn good job. Um, I think I think he's going to be a difference maker. And then talk a little bit about how how we did it. Mm-hmm. Like we, you know, you look at the stat sheet. I think one tight end. I think Tyler Warren had one reception. Yeah. Um, you know, the running backs were pretty even. They averaged about five yards a carry. Um, Love but that. I thought they did it in a in a in a. It was it was fun to watch. Yeah. It was a beautiful way, and I think it's only going to set them up in the future. Um, mm-hmm for when teams do start getting tape on Drew right. and do start seeing tendencies um, and once that once that uh, kind of data set starts right. to fill up. Yeah, man. I mean, you said it. The quote-unquote question mark with the receivers, that kind of goes to what you were talking about, the tight ends and the maybe lack of production in the first game, in the first game. Because, I mean, there's a plethora of weapons and we said there's only one ball to go around and it's a good problem to have. The receiver stepped up, Andrew, alongside obviously having a great game, was more than what I expected. Yeah. You know, I didn't expect anyone to be bad, and I knew you know, Drew had good a good season last year, but he definitely overexceeded all of my expectations, and so did the receivers. And it was a beautiful sight. I mean, I'm not – the offense can go in any which direction they want, which goes to you saying, you know, defense is going to key on certain things, certain players – and I think they'll have an answer for whatever comes their way throughout this year. And it may not just it may just have not been the tight ends day week one. But I know for sure those guys will be ready. And whenever it's week five, six against whoever it is, there'll be a day for the tight ends and it'll balance itself out. To get nerdy and on the good side, you know, I Penn State threw a bunch of different run looks at teams. You know, they were they were zone, they were gap, they mm-hmm. were counter, which is great to have on tape. Um, I thought the offensive line was super, super physical. Um, and one of the things people talked about was the pressure on Drew. And we, we kind of hinted mm-hmm. at this. Some of it, I think, was just him being a young quarterback and, like, not having a ton of game reps under his belt in protection mm-hmm. and understanding that you don't necessarily have to escape out of this. You can actually make your guard's job easier when right. he's pulling off a big, hard play action to – to set a guy up for a right. block, you know, and that's all going to come. Mm-hmm. And I thought the throws and, you know, off platform and all that stuff was great. 
But um, I think that that's all part of their cohesiveness. And yeah. to your point, when you've got a war chest like that, you want to get as much on tape as you can because I think really Yursich, and I may be giving the guy too much credit, but I think he tried to throw a bunch mm. of different looks out there to kind of elongate what I was getting at with Drew because eventually they have a small sample size from last year what Drew does but this happens with everybody like once you start getting tape and you Mm -hmm. start getting tendencies I mean you've sat in defensive meeting rooms getting prepared for for opposing quarterbacks those guys the defensive coordinators aren't getting paid a million dollars for nothing like they're they're (laughs) they study those nuances Mm -hmm. they study the tendencies of the quarterback you're seeing it at practice they're scripting the cards for it so I think being able to throw a bunch of stuff out there and present things a lot of different ways and then also leave a lot of open gaps to mm-hmm. start filling where, okay, you know, yeah, we, we highlighted some deeper shots with, with the receiving crew this year or this week. Mm-hmm. Next week, maybe we have better matchups with the tight ends right. and we're going to start fixing them. In, in, and the consistent theme is their ability to run the freaking football. Right. And um, I just think that that's only going to help Drew again extend that game where people are going to kind of have a key on what he's doing he's going to have to do something different mid-game and make that adjustment which i'm looking forward to because i think he'll i think he'll transition fine but i thought it was a beautiful job by mike yersich presenting a bunch of things and then if i'm a defensive coordinator watching Mm -hmm. this tape i'm saying these guys these guys like i said ran seven or eight different run schemes you know their play actions and their pass game was built off it beautifully their screen game was built off it beautifully and then if i'm a forward thinker and i'm going well what can they do off of this It's spider web, man. Right, it's limitless, right. <laughs> you know? And I think a lot of these, and we're going back to the tight ends, I think they're so athletic. They're interchangeable with the receivers, whether it's 12 personnel, 11 personnel. And that presents its own ball of wax. There you go. I mean, the same plays they run with three or four receivers, they could run out of 12. I believe these guys are capable, and I'm quite sure they're knowledgeable to run the same routes. And as you said before, it's about mat- favorable matchups, numbers, and as you said, it's a spider web. So... You're gonna, Udell, whoever it is, you're going to get guys out of out of man to man because mm-hmm. you, yeah, I mean, Not you don't you don't necessarily want to go cover Tyler Warren. <laughs> I, don't, out, I don't out split out. You know, no, I mean solo. I'll do my best. You know, or, 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 or drop Mike's a sick down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can have to jam <laughs> up a little bit. But um, big Mike. But but I mean, you know, it's just you know you can then force the defense to get in the zone and they have to play conservative and then when they really want to tip their hand on on blitzes, mm-hmm. it, it looks a lot looks a lot cleaner in zone so um yeah i just think the offense did a beautiful job and i really don't have a ton of bad right like the only bad would be like why didn't you try and do a little more and and one thing they talked about was kind of getting away from the run game in the in the red zone Mm -hmm. when they got down there but at the end of the day i think it was just something that they always knew they had in their back pocket and this week maybe their 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 game plan was to go ahead and and try to get some of those some of those you know high mid and low red pass pass mm-hmm. concepts on tape and which you know from my you know tape study they had they had favorable looks and yeah guys are breaking open obviously not every play works out uh to a t but back to the run game like you said both running backs about 10 12 touches five five and a half yards of pop at the end of the day when you can do that at a consistent clip which is a beautiful sight as we all know you know, the, the possibilities are endless. And as you said, O-line, I believe, did a great job. Not everything was perfect, but it was week one. And like you said, guys, pregame, not jitters, but, you know, guys just hyped up. They're going to settle in. They're going to settle in. It's like 
it's like mac and cheese. You know, yeah. you take it out the oven, it's hot, it's a little mushy, but let it settle in and it's just right. Let it settle. You know what I'm saying? A little buffalo chicken dip. No doubt, bro. But that's, I mean, uh, having that run game is like your binky, too. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> it's like ah, well, shoot, we're just going to turn around and hand it right. to two of, the, two of the best backs in the country. So. Right. Which a lot of those almost pop, too. You know, they can go any which way. Guys got good vision, but I believe everything was blocked up nicely, and there were a few that almost popped, and, and they I, will. And I'm going to tell you this, too. I, I said it, fresh legs. Like, both these teams had a ton of fresh legs, but by week five, week six, mm-hmm. and that grind starts kicking in, and you have backs. Mm-hmm. You, you have two backs that aren't carrying the brunt of the load. Right. By week six and seven, some of those things where they got shoestrung right, tackled right. or something like that, like they're going to be explosives because they're doing a great job mm-hmm. of of distributing the workload mm-hmm. in the backfield. Um, so I'm I'm really really looking forward to that. I think I think it's again limitless, and I'm really ex- excited to see what yeah. Yersich dials up. Um, not necessarily this week, but right, right, moving, right moving out right. moving out throughout the rest of the schedule. And I, I just want to mention one more thing. Like I said, I really was pleased with every little piece of the game that I watched. And we're talking about Drew's performance. And as we all see, you know, uh, Big Ten Player of the Week, Offensive Player of the Week. And he did a great, great job. The things that I look for, and you touched on it, you know, just the little nuances of being a starting quarterback in the Big Ten, Power Five college football team. Like, I really appreciated that sack. He got popped right in the mouth. And he got right back up. And as we keep saying, everyone's saying he's stoic, he's composed. That's where you see it right there. Got popped right in the mouth, got back up. Didn't seem like it phased him. Obviously, we don't want a quarterback hit. There's things to clean up. But those are the things that make me like, okay, we're in good hands. Obviously, he can sling it and the numbers and this and that. Those little things make me feel good, at least. I I always kind of like getting hit. Kind yeah, kind of like the first, the first, the first <laughs> good it. one, the first good one, like really just settling you in. You're like, all right, cool. Like I'm here now. Right, right. You need it. Everyone yeah. needs it. Yeah, everyone little, needs it. Little welcome to the show, kid. Um, <laughs> so uh, defense now. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you're gonna have a little different perspective than me on this. Um, I have some bones to pick. Yeah. But I, give me your give me your synopsis. Dial dial it down. Um, again, they gave up 15 points. Yeah. Um, you give up 15 points with this offense, mm-hmm. you're gonna you're right. gonna win a lot of ball games. Right. And, and I don't want to make this a big overreaction. No, but, definitely um, not. Definitely not. And I get it. It goes to the you know the hype and expectations that we all have, and we rightfully should have because the talent is so high. I'll start with kind of opposite of our O line, which we believe had a good game. Yeah. Same thing. Week one, things that clean up. The way our O line, I would say dominated the line of scrimmage. They won that battle. And I get it, everyone's kind of up in a roar about the rushing, the gashes in the run game. It wasn't necessarily the same way that our O-line dominated. They didn't control the line of scrimmage the way we did. We got gashed, what I would say is more on gap accountability, which is they weren't pushing us around for the, in layman's terms. Things we can correct, um, whether it's linebackers, D-line, I know everyone's, you know, talking about the size and this and that, but which is a thing, but I believe our guys, well, one, I didn't mention either. Guys are built up better than yeah. I've been around. Once yeah. again, Chuck Losey, the strength staff, Alvin, 
team looks good. I mean, they're built. They're fast. Sending all these dudes off the bus first. All these dudes <laughs> off the bus first. I mean, so don't get it twisted. The guys are strong as ever. And that's what I mean. Like, they didn't, we weren't dominated on the line of scrimmage. We got gashed, which is true. But things that are correctable, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I try to take this on that side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just because I'm an offensive yeah, guy. Yeah. But on that side of the ball, I try, to, I try to look at everything from a big picture, right? And I think West Virginia is a microcosm of ultimately where the expectations set on us before the season have us going, and then I think where Coach Franklin internally wants us to go. And I think he recruited a certain body type and mm-hmm. a certain way, and I think that that was to compete with Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Michigan is now wearing the crown back-to-back Big Ten champs. It's a completely different mentality at Michigan, right? But it's weird. It's like that double-edged sword where you start trying to build and compete with Michigan, and then Ohio State kind of swings around, and there's only so many of those guys Mm -hmm. that can be multiple. And I said this last week, especially on the interior of the defense, who are big, strong, fast the whole nine. They they don't grow on trees, Right. right? And it's really hard to even develop those types of human beings. So... Um, I think that that mentality, uh, coach has obviously picked his side mm-hmm. and he wants, I thought out of every team that I watched East to West was probably the fastest defense on Saturday. And I'm talking East to West, top down, top down sideline to sideline. Very, very scary. I thought the back half looked phenomenal. Yeah. Um, but Again, that interior downhill run, mm. run stopping ability, uh, and I think it, again, I, you you mentioned I think there's obviously some some discipline right. factors to that, but I think that there's also a little bit of just overall yeah. man versus man matchup perspectives of that as well. So what I'm looking forward to seeing is again how 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 Manny Diaz can take those Emmys and corrections that he can that he saw from this game and then now morph that into him studying tendencies, right. him studying, you know, the Michigans of the world and more of those downhill physical running teams. And how can I maybe gain an edge from a scheme standpoint with the understanding that I'm going to coach these guys up and get them and get them extremely disciplined right. with gap being gap sound and, and, you know, making sure they're not, you know, running through stuff and, mm. and staying at the right depth. Like there's a ton of things yeah. that go into it. But, um, you know, from a big picture standpoint, that's where I want to continue to see the development. And I'm not worried. Yeah. I'm just pointing something out that I think is going to be a glaring deficiency against some of those powerhouses. Right. right? And it's not even just in the Big Ten right mm, now. Yeah. If you're talking college football yeah. playoff, and you got people we, picking us to win the national championship. Let's like talk it's, about it. It's Georgia. It's Alabama. You know, so you have to be able to match up with those guys. And I think that that's kind of the, the big three or four programs that have that unique combination mm. of athleticism size and then the the ability to be multiple right um with all of those things right so um i just i just i think that manny has a little bit more of a coaching job uh to get us to that point for sure um than maybe those other programs yeah i think um we talked about it you know where last few years we're maybe more accustomed to uh, you know a big austin johnson yeah daquan jones these mm-hmm. guys that are gonna Two gap and really, you know, anchor down PJ Mustafer. Uh, I mean, the guys like that. So we're definitely a little accustomed to that. But from my perspective as a linebacker, 
like I said, you know, there's Emmys and I'm not going to panic. But at the end of the day, there's no excuse at all either. What I'm expecting out of linebackers is regardless, you know, we make the D-line right. You know, you're out of gap. Yeah. We got to get off blocks and be in the gap or wherever it may be to make the play. So I definitely, I know Manny and the defense, the coaches, Coach Franklin, are going to be on those guys about getting it right because that's where those gashes come from. Let me ask you this. Was it, I mean, I, I would think it would be a lot easier to make a guy like Austin Johnson or Daquan Jones or Jordan Davis from Georgia. Mm-hmm. I think it would be a lot easier to make him right yeah. than somebody who's kind of getting for lack of a better term, is behind kicked by a mm. double team. Yeah, um, for sure, for sure. But I don't think, I I personally didn't see that as much. It was more to the point of what you said, guys getting too much depth. Right, yeah. Because the guys are so fast and twitched yeah. up, more on the Aaron Donald kind of body type. Right, right. yeah, no, for sure. And I, I'm not knocking it. No, no, I no. think it can get the job done. Right. I think that's more, that's more of it, not an issue, but... More of the problem I saw week one. Guys are getting off the ball so fast. They're almost getting too much depth. And as you know, that creates lanes on itself. And does that does that make your job harder? It does. It does. Now linebackers, O-line is getting up on the guys a little bit faster. And you got to be able to make those guys correct a little faster. Right. And at the same time, they're blitzing. There's a lot yeah. of pressure. So yeah. you're making decisions on the move, which yeah. is also a little harder. But that's also the double-edged sword of that aggressive defense. We're going to attack, we're going to attack, we're going to attack. And at the end of the day, the speed, a lot of plays they made up for was speed. Right. You know, maybe an edge wasn't there, wasn't locked down, but linebackers, Curtis Jacobs, Abdul Carter, Kobe King, whoever, DBs, Zaki Wheatley, they're coming off the edge, flying down with speed, sideline to sideline, like you said. So I was pleased with the performance. Did it necessarily, you know, wow me? No. Yeah. And what we want out of these guys, the expectations we want, definitely the, the, the standard is high. So I'll say I was a little, I was optimistically disappointed because year two with Manny, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I just thought that they would have come out with a little more, like, it's not even pride, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like, with a little more crispness. A little cheat up. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like a little more like mm-hmm. on it, on it, mm-hmm. on it. You, you got you got the you got a dual back. Right. Supposed to kind of be your general back there in the in the in the front seven. So I just very correctable. Right. Um, but for me, you know, again, big picture. Mm-hmm. I just I gotta see that growth yeah. quickly. And I and I really don't think I think we're gonna see microcosms of it this week. Yeah. Um and and even a few of these early games, yeah. but you know maybe that Iowa game, even mm-hmm. Illinois. Illinois is not a bad football. No, game. a lot of people are talking about Illinois. You know they're so yeah downhill, downhill too. So. Brett Bielema's got them. Mm-hmm. Brett Bielema's got them. You know built into that that toughness, blue collar type mentality. So you know maybe that'll be a game to mm-hmm. watch and see if we can get some correction with yeah. that. I know a lot of people were mentioning the mailbag, and we'll get to the mailbag in a full segment. But mm-hmm. and then you touched on it too. I think that this week one of just. Opposite of, you know, people thinking of falling beneath the hype is not underperforming and not living up to it. I think they yeah. might have been, that's the too hype almost, yeah. where guys yeah. are flying around a little too fast. And then, you know, maybe not... Trying to do a little too much. Little, trying to do a little too much, make the big splash play, the big hit. And I think just getting back to the fundamentals, trusting the scheme, correcting the, the MEs, they'll... 
they'll they'll make it right. And I think that's what I would expect in a week like this against Delaware is that crispness you're saying. That's what I want to see. I want to see the crisp. Not everything's going to be perfect, but, you know, execution, execution, execution. Yeah. For me. Yeah. I, I mean... I don't, I don't think uh, I don't think anyone's doubting your opinion on that, me included. So, <laughs> um, with that, I, you mentioned it. You know, I, I we did drop the mailbag Monday. We are so appreciative of the responses that we got, both on Brandon and Mai's uh, feeds, and then also at State Media PSU. Uh, drop them in those DMs as much as possible. We're trying Please. to get some traffic over to that page, uh, and I, I know I know us as Penn Staters can really get together on that. So, um, again, we really appreciate it. We are not going to cover all of them. A lot of them, <laughs> but a lot of them did have overlapping yeah, themes. Yeah, we definitely answered some questions. We answered some questions already. Um, but uh, but let's 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 talk about a few, B. Uh, yeah, where do you want to go? Grab one, go? man. Grab let's one. go. Uh, let's go. I don't want That's too big picture. Let's go. Hmm. We'll start with Jay Fox. 2088, and he says, how does Coach Franklin handle the team coming off a big win and going into a sleeper game? Anything different, or is it always business as usual? I, my personal opinion on this is, again, big picture comparing yourself to the, to the godfathers of college football mm-hmm. right now, or the, the, programs, the, programs that have, the programs that have sit at the table for a really long time. Yep. You don't see letdowns yeah. from week to week really mm-hmm. right they, you know you have a couple right. here and there but especially when you're stepping into a team like Delaware coming off of a victory like West Virginia um, having the youth at some key positions and then the corrections that need to be made I don't think that you're necessarily going to be able to make a ton of those corrections against a defense like Delaware or a program like Delaware I'm not knocking them but when you're talking about the talent pool that you're pulling from so on and so forth it's a completely different ball game but what I do want to see is the ability to come off this high and continue to kind of mellow out and then ride that consistent line that you need mm-hmm. to ride to be able to handle business the way you're supposed to handle business this week, whether that's hang 30 in the first half, get a ton of reps for twos, or, you know, roll the, roll the boys out for the second, th- for the third, fourth quarter right. and, and see what happens. But just really try to avoid a lackluster performance where the MEs kind of come back mm-hmm. and, um, very, very correctable and controllable things start showing their showing rearing rearing their ugly heads. Yeah. And for me, that's like I said, I'm going to be up there. That's what I'm looking for. I want to see I want to see this team come out extremely focused with the understanding that this is about us, not about who's across who's right. across the sideline from us and how we can how we can go. And I think Coach Franklin has preached that yeah. about you know one week at a time, one another this week, so on and so forth. But I think that this team for the first time top to bottom competitiveness can really focus in on them mm-hmm. compete and push each other to get better and continue to grow no matter who's across who, who's across the field from yeah and i'll just add on to that i'm expecting the second half of west virginia as we saw they came out and performed what the way we wanted to see in the first half and that's what i expect out of this game yeah my guy chris zelinski asked a similar thing it, it, by any chance were you were you featured in the uh, Tommy Boy film? Are you are you, <laughs> you related to the Zelinsky guy, the Zelinsky auto parts? That's funny. Oh, jeez. Um, all right, let's uh, let's jump into where's my guy? 
Where's my guy? Just front back or just front? Uh, no, 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 this is just front. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with my guy, Jonathan Coker. Long-standing social media relationship, my guy. I appreciate it. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> legit percentage that we shock the world and make the playoff. And then, what other teams besides Michigan and Ohio State do you see on our schedule thus far that may give the Nittany Lions problems? I think that's a really good. I think that's a really well thought out question. Yeah. Uh, I'll go legit percentage. We shock the world and make the playoffs. I don't think it'll be a shock to the world, but I'll say, I'll say 90%. 90%. 95. I'm confident. I feel good. I mean, we keep talking about, you know, everything the team has and talent and depth and opportunity. And, well, for one, I'm going to say, I'm not going to say this is just one magical year. Yeah. I hope and believe this is the consistency we expect for years to come and come and come and right. get at that table that you're speaking of that mm-hmm. the, you know, the three, four teams have been at. Yeah. It's like that. It's like that dark smoky room yeah, in the yeah. back of like a New Jersey, <laughs> old, old New Jersey <laughs> Italian. Guy. Yeah. Smoking cigars, yeah. little hats. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll say that. Um, what other teams besides Michigan, Ohio state? I mean, we touched on one, Illinois, Illinois, but, and I, you know, I'll go big picture is, like you, exactly what you said, I don't think anyone should be worrying about anyone. It's about us. Yeah. And they have all the talent and ability to just truly, truly, truly focus on just them. And whoever they roll out week after week, it's the same message. It's the same drills. It's the same effort and everything like that. The consistency we're looking for that we see these, you know, the, the teams at the table perform. There's no lows. So regardless of who they roll out, you respect every opponent, and I want to see the same exact, yeah. you know, vigor in every week. Yeah, I mean, I think I think where we really start, I'll touch on the playoff after this, mm-hmm. but I think where we really got to start paying attention is the Illinois-Iowa stretch. Um, I think we're going to learn a little something. I think Iowa's, Iowa's always going to be coached always. well. They're going to be tough. Um, and I think Cade's, I think Cade's going to settle in, and hopefully that offense can continue to score more than 14 points a game. Um. And then, you know, obviously you got Ohio State, but that's between UMass and Indiana. And then Michigan, and then you have Maryland and Michigan. Um, Maryland, Maryland, Michigan, Rutgers, and then Michigan State to finish the year. Um, so I think that stretch can be one to really obviously pay attention to. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of the dog stretch of the season. Um, yeah. Again, week one, it's kind of tough. We don't, we don't have a ton of mm. data on these guys. Um, but from what I saw, just high level, I think that those two stretches are are, are going to be really important in mm-hmm. terms of how we handle it. And then when it comes to the college football playoff, it's pretty evident. I mean, two teams from the Big Ten made it last year. Um, you know, I, 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 I think that it's the winner of the Big Ten is going to always have a seat yep. um, at the table. Uh, of course, if it's... Not if it's the 2016 Penn State team. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> You know, hey. That <laughs> I mean, who, who's still yeah. thinking about that? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, you got a bone to pick? Water under the, water under the rug, yeah. whatever they say it. <laughs> I hope you don't got water under nah. the rug, man. Yeah, no. Um, it's moldy. Yeah, d- disgusting. But <laughs> um, I, I really do think that Without the development quite on the West, I think Wisconsin's going to be back. Ruley's got to figure out a few things on offense. It might take him a year or two, but I think just the additions coming in, I think the coaching staff's over there, I got a ton of respect for him. 
But um, realistically speaking, you're talking Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State, right? And I said it to begin, I thought that Michigan and Penn State looked a lot more crisp than Ohio State did. I think Ohio State's got uh, some things that they're going to correct. And I said that they're going to correct because they will and they have too much talent not to. Um, and that's always going to they're, – they're, they're never out of it right, in my right. eye. Okay. Um, and I think that when you, when you cut it up like that, you know, it's, it's 33, 33, 33, right? Like you got you to gotta split with them and mm-hmm. at least split with them and hope, you right. know, something else works out in your favor. Um, it'd be really nice if you could get both of them. Yeah. So if you get both of them, you control your own destiny. So I think it's going to really come down to those, those three things. And that's obviously a very mm-hmm. extremely obvious point. Right, right. But, you know – that, that's what you got to do to get yeah. there. So, and just uh, I just want to touch on the, like you said, that back half stretch of the season. Who oh, shoot? Maybe it's week two. I think we talk about this depth. We'll really find out, as we know, no team stays the same. Is is health? Yeah. And you know, God willing, teams stays as it is, healthy guys come back. Whoever's hurt now, but that's where that's where the true testament comes. You know, when guys, like you said, guys are banged up, not feeling one hundred percent. There's or, no fresh legs. Or something like what happened today with with Abdul, right? Yeah. Like, you know, that is what it is. It's going to be handled internally. But uh, you, you mentioned a few kids. One of the kids we mentioned mm-hmm. last week, Tony Rojas. Yeah. Like you're, you couldn't be a better week rolling into Delaware, and couldn't be a better situation for those guys to step up next man up. Yep. Yep. Every team, every year is going to have trials and tribulations, no matter what it is. And I think this is just the first, maybe not the first, because we uh, we've seen some guys, you know, have to uh, retire from the yeah, team. So. Right. You know, hearts out with those guys. But, yeah, it's going to be things throughout every season, every team. You see it was NFL pros, leaving Little League, you know, Little Jimmy's tummy hurts one week, whatever it is. But it's going to be something <laughs> that, um, you know, slows you off the tracks a little bit. But it's the good teams that stay on the track no matter what happens and they get back onto it. And there's opportunity. Like we said, Tony kid, Tony Rojas played a lot. Like we said, a lot of opportunity. Got some tick out there. We spoke on this kid, VA kid. Yeah. Uh, he looks the part. Once again, another piece that looks the part, man. Um, I saw an interview. He said he, you know, player he looks up to is Fred Warner. And I think he has all the capabilities to, you know, obviously be himself, but to live up to that type of hype. He has the body type. Yeah, man. Now he's getting in the system. He's flying around out there in the second half last week. Got some good hits. I can just tell the way he gets off blocks is just – the strength and his natural strength, you know, for a freshman kid. You had a lot of that natural strength. I had a natural strength. You know, it might shock you every now and then, but the yeah. just ragdoll O-line kind of at ease wasn't my forte. Yeah. And I could see you know, I could see it out there with him, you know. He's running around, getting off blocks. So there's a lot of upside. And, yeah, I'm excited to see whoever steps in there, what they can do. As I always preach, LBs make the plays, man, no matter who's out there. And there's no question in my mind, though. There'll be no no slack, no drop-off. Cool. Let's get two more. Uh, we kind of touched on O-line evaluations with Drew moving around a little bit. Special teams evals Ooh. from... Yeah, we did kind of gloss over Line Louvu. Yeah, we glossed over special teams. We touched on offense, defense, special teams. Yeah, that would, for me, that would be the one, the lowest grade from the week one performance for me. Obviously, still some good things, uh, but definitely I know Coach Franklin uh, <laughs> is a little heated. Uh, obviously, you want perfection, but definitely some things to clean up. Even outside of the field goal situation, which we all watched, I think even just the punt 
protection is one thing I noticed. You know, definitely too much leakage, in my opinion. Um, kicker, I mean, he's solid. He had the one kind of – he got lucky on the kick. You know, still made it to the end zone. wasn't the prettiest thing. But to the field goal situation, it's tough. It's tough. Definitely something to pay attention to. The bright side, in my opinion, is back to the depth. Another guy was able to step in and do the job. So we'll see where that goes. But And I know Coach Franklin's drilling in practice. He's always putting pressure on these guys. So there's no question in my mind it'll be figured out how long and when and where. We'll see. What are your your takes on that first week performance? Yeah, I mean, tough, obviously. And I think kickers are – it's an extremely fragile position mentally. Um because of the limited amount of opportunities yeah. and the expectations <laughs> of success. Yeah. Um, College kickers. But I will say this. It is that is going to that position, specifically the place kicker, field goal kicker, is going to be they're going it's gonna be they're gonna either make or not make a play that's gonna define the season at some point in time. Yeah. Um, that's my bold prediction whether it's against Michigan with three seconds left Mm -hmm. or Ohio State in overtime. Uh, I think that that position is going to make or break the season for these guys at some point in time. Mm -hmm. And um, to your point, I don't think Coach Franklin is going to gloss over that. I think he's going to continue to put the pressure on. And ultimately, the best guy for the team is going to be rolled out there on a consistent basis. But... Um, you know, sucks. It's it's tough, but it's also part of it, man. Yeah. And uh, you get you get two choices. You know, mm-hmm. you can duck your head in the sand like an ostrich, and you know, kind of bow out, mm-hmm. or you can attack it. And I think I think the kid that started did that. Mm-hmm. Franklin highlighted it in his in his in his press conference this week. He got up in front of the team. You know, I think that goes a long way. It does. It does. You know, as, as 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 both former captains, mm-hmm. uh, I think that goes a long way when you have a guy who can step up and and own it in front of his guys right. now. Now let's see how he practices. Right, right, right. And even back to you know the, the atmosphere in the locker room and amongst the position rooms, seems like they, him and the kid that came in have good chemistry and the whole yeah. special teams room, and that goes a long way, you know. Like you said, it's a very fragile position mentally, so that's more than half the battle. And we'll see how it plays out. We'll see who rolls out there week two against Delaware. And like we said, we're looking for Christmas, crispness no matter who it is, so... That's the expectation. Um, All right, last one. B, what do we, what, what we want to do? What do we want to do? What do we want to do? Craziest recruiting story? I don't know. Uh, uh, we got to stay away from that one. We'll stay away from that one. But I like the second half of this question from Max Malik. Um, do you, he says, do you guys think you will continue to explore the world of sports media and sports journalism? If the opportunity arose, would you be willing to work for a major network, ESPN, Fox, Sports, CBS, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? Shoot, uh-huh. I, I'm just really thankful right now and kind of doing this because I like I like getting around with Brandon. Oh, I, I like getting around it, with Adam. Um, and and <laughs> very fortunate that Mercury was able to to a obtain the relationship with Penn State and then b you know bring us along with it as 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 part of the initial team um, and then you know state media PSU and so on and so forth. So right now you know just just kind of taking taking the slow ride for sure and and building up, but. Um, definitely really, really enjoying this. Uh, hopefully you guys are as well. And something that, you know, who knows? Yeah, yeah. I'd, uh, doors are always open. Oh, you can't close them. Can't close them. 
Always uh, open for business, dog. <laughs> like Chad Johnson. No, always open. open, baby. I'm open. <laughs> 2 a.m., I'm open. I'm open. <laughs> Where is 85? Yeah. Uh, shout out to Chad. But for me, I'll say same thing. Doors always open, and I've been... Well, the same thing. I'm very appreciative of this opportunity and talking Penn State football. I mean, love it. Always doing it. So no better place than home. No better place. So it made sense. Um, and for me, I've been privileged enough. That's kind of been my second career out of playing football in the league is working production. I've been behind the scenes at these, not these studios, but NFL films and working with talent that you, you know, we're questioning what we could do. And I always think about it, it's naturally not my personality. That's why this kind of fits me better. It's a little bit more laid back. You know, I've been a part of the productions where it's the big lights and the studio, and I'm, I enjoy actually helping behind the scenes. But I do appreciate this lax approach with this, although we're taking it very seriously. But yeah, same thing, never close any doors. People have always told me, oh, you should be on camera. I'm on camera now, so this works. <laughs> <laughs> my, my yeah, um, yeah. I think I think that's you know I think it's good. And like you said, I I, I don't want to go off on a tangent here, mm-hmm. but um, I think the direction that sports media coverage and so on and so forth is going is a lot of a lot of this. This is very consumable. Right. People can flip this on the car, right. um, and you see a transition in the in, uh, from the consumer side to, to what they want. And uh, and a lot of those major networks are doing things like this. So I think it's a sure. good. I think it's a good. Um, Good spot to get a bunch of reps and see where it goes. Yeah. Yeah, man. So uh, that'll do it for the Mailbag Monday. Yeah. Appreciate you guys. The first Mailbag Monday. A lot B, of good ones. B, you got it next week. I got it. I'll go. Look out for me posting up the Mailbag Monday. Hit us again, man. This is, yeah. Once again, feel bad for anyone we didn't hit, but keep them coming. We'll get you next week. Make sure we don't uh, get too many repeat offenders or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Maybe we'll mix it up. Maybe like maybe we'll bring in an actual mailbag or something. Yeah, and, yeah, like you know, that. like like draw. So we're Straight not draw. Straight so draw. we're not yeah, reading yeah. off a highlighted sheet yeah. here. Somebody tonight. somebody is a little bit too. We were trying to keep it a little PG. So some wild recruiting stories. You might just have to catch us uh, at a tailgate or something. Correct. Um, I know that's, that's <laughs> correct. <laughs> that is correct. Yeah, things are a little different now, so <laughs> we'll stay away from that. Um, but yeah, mailbag mail success. Monday. I like it. I like it. So moving on, man. Um, we touched on it, but Delaware. I want to get high level thoughts. I think we. I think we. We pretty much provided both of our opinions and what we're looking for and what we're looking to see. But, um, you know, I think obviously Delaware, being a smaller program but a well respected program, yeah. you know, could could present some issues, especially if we come out flat. Can't sleep. Um, and like I said, I think it's, uh, for me at least, I'm really looking for the maturity from a program standpoint, from the locker room standpoint. Uh, I know the coaching staff continually preaches it, but um, again, I, I really want to see those guys really buy into it and, and show up this Saturday and, and not skip a beat yeah. with the understanding that um, it's about them right. and the job is nowhere close to being Yeah, done. Yeah, and I think offensively you spoke on it, kind of keep spreading that vast net of what the our capabilities are you got a war chest dude dip yeah. into it yeah dip into it keep giving future you know coaches have to think and it's one week at a time but they're always planning a step ahead so keep widening that ones. net making it difficult for the next defensive coordinator and team so I wouldn't be surprised if we see the same number of attempts for Drew I think establish the run Know that we can do it. And like you said, give it the binky if need be. Five yards a pop. I love it. And, you know, I'd expect 
and I love to watch, you know, air it out a little bit, get the <laughs> tight ends involved, get the receivers involved. You said the talent is crazy. I want to see the McCain kid, man. He looks good. Yeah. Part of it's the number 11, mm-hmm. I'll just say. But nah, big kid. You touched on it. And yeah. everyone has, I know there's a little bit of drops, but I love the hands and the comfortability that it seems Drew has thrown to any of these guys. Yeah. Someone, and another mailbag, I don't want to get into it, but someone talked about, you know, you got one or two guys and then everyone else is kind of there. And how mm-hmm. does that affect the timing of a quarterback? To me, I really don't think it does, mm-hmm. especially in today's game in the offense, in the offensive schemes that are out there. It's a lot of throw to green grass and, and let your guys run into those holes, especially if you're attacking zone. Then if it becomes a man-to-man matchup, like any of these guys can win against man-to-man. Yeah. So yeah. realistically speaking, I don't think that there's necessarily a growth from a timing standpoint. Does it help? For sure. But these guys have a ton of reps under their belt. And I know that to your point, you know, Malik McLean's came in and like I said, he, prefer, I think he, he fits a certain niche, six, mm-hmm. four, big body can, can run, run after the catch. Um, then you have, you know, uh, you have, uh, Keandre Lambert Smith. You got, you got top so off. many guys that can take the top off and a guy who, who had one catch for 22 yards and, um, Cephas, who's arguably probably the most seasoned guy mm-hmm. in terms of reps under his belt. Mm-hmm. Um, in a college career standpoint, who's definitely poised for a big breakout game. So, yeah. you know, you got you got tons of guys. I think Drew's probably comfortable with all of them. Mm, it could um, be any guys, day, night, I believe. Like I said, to the tight end room as well at any yeah. given moment. So that's that's exciting to me. Yeah. And so well, I'll just say you touched on guys beating man coverage, and we know that it come up big against the, the top dogs in the Michigan's, Ohio State's. They're going to strap up, lock up, and the critical downs. And not to dive too deep, but that's what I saw out of our defense as well. Third down came along. Not sure if I touched on this, but third down came along. We're in dudes' faces, bringing the heat, and making you beat us. And I think to have the talent to do that across, four wide, you know, from the man. nickel to outside. The kid Cam Miller was in there, had a bunch of tick. Big body corner, number five. First year really out there. I love it. It's a lot to see. The, once again, the depth, we keep talking about it, but just challenging guys, That those are the attributes we're going to need in those big games. Comes down to one-on-one. And and the coaching staff having the stones to do that. Yeah. You know, especially defensively. Right. I mean, Manny, Manny obviously has a ton of, has a ton of confidence in that entire list of guys that mm-hmm. you just said to, to do that in critical positions. And, uh, you know, what we'll continue to see as that develops. But Yep, and that confidence reflects, man. It reflects. You can go, I'm going to say it. I'll probably say this every week. Yeah. But confidence in college football can go a long way. A long damn way, man. I think that's a great way to, to, end, this, to end this episode. Extremely appreciative of it. Um, again, this is the Pocket Podcast brought to you by State Media PSU, uh, powered by Mercury. We'll be here every week, man. Yep. Chopping it up, breaking it down. Uh, the season the season's obviously just started. It's young, and uh, we're really excited about it. So you know, breakdowns. B gave you some really good stuff on defense. Oh, I, thank you, man. I, thank I, you. Shoot, dude. I mean, you got <laughs> you got in the weeds there a couple times. So we'll try. We'll try. Keep I, it open. Keep it. Uh, keep it broad too. Uh, observing college football, as we said, we're going to talk. We're asking about playoffs, so it's not just the Big Ten. It's all of uh, Power Five. So that's the place we want to be. So keep an eye on all of that. And uh, keep hitting us with the mailbag Monday. And like the same thing, keep it keep it broad too. I love the Penn State, but keep it broad. 
you know, we're, our eyes are, are out there on everything. No doubt. We are everywhere and nowhere at the same time. I love it. Um, so with that, again, this is Pocket Podcast with Christian Hackenberg. B-Bell. See you guys next week.